0: Welcome in again to Untitled Anime Project, and I think that name is sticking, I think that's...
1: Yeah, probably, Um, unless we have some sort of... Stroke of brilliance? Yeah, stroke of brilliance, we will most likely continue to be called Untitled Anime Project, I'm Caleb.
0: I'm Andrew, and we're gonna do...
1: A very special episode.
0: Right, because this week, uh, Monday was Memorial Day, well... Since this will be publicized as, as, after Monday and as, we're recording we're, on Monday.
1: As we're recording, it is currently Memorial Day.
0: Right. And so that brought up an, an interesting piece mm-hmm. because if we think about and stepping away from the Avatar arc that we're currently on mm-hmm. and, you know, we understand that Give you and us a break. That's that's the next piece is, is book two, but it's a convenient that we're in between books, mm-hmm. um, that we can do this. And... It brings up an interesting thought process because Memorial Day is symbolic to to thank the people that, you know, went away to fight the good fight mm-hmm. and didn't come back.
1: Some came back. Some did. You know. But right. specifically the holidays for the – for remembrance of the people who didn't.
0: Right. And, and it, it, we mean absolute no disrespect to, no, to any no. former military, current military, or KIA – yeah. Like, we respect the hell out of you. Yeah. We thank you for everything that you've done for us.
1: If if we make jokes,
0: it's more lighthearted and
1: just kind of yes loosening tension than we making we, fun of.
0: We are fundamentally pretty satirical about everything, yes. so this will continue along that arc. It's not going to be an overbearingly serious episode, even yeah. though we will talk about some some points regarding yeah. it. But it brought up the question of of military service in anime. And yeah, military service and, and the concept of war. And how each anime defines each of those pieces differently. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we should start by s- starting in in the true military sense. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about, like, a, a formalized army going into a formalized war right. against a, another group of people. Another formalized army, typically. Right. And so there's a lot of starting points. Uh, where, you, where are we starting? Um... I think we start where we
1: left off last week okay, with Avatar The Last Airbender, because I think that's where we see kind of the most, like, the strictest definition of war that we can get. One formalized army, the Fire Nation, against... Multiple, m- not as much just one other formalized army, but multiple other formalized armies. Right. In different ways, of course. Like the Earth Bend, Earth Kingdom has d- has a different style of army. The uh, Water Tribe has a different style of, of warriors and army and stuff like that. They're more they're more obviously the Water Tribe is more tribal in its in its practices and in mm-hmm. its uh, war war th- uh, tactics than the Earth Nation would be, but still. Uh. And, of course, the Air Nomads are peaceful monks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, here's how I'm how I'm going to analyze this. So, li- like we talked about, the Fire Nation is a very organized army. I, I deem them very well organized. Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily enjoy their hierarchy of, of you know, promoting people because... Yeah, there's no way Zhao, a, in the course of three months, went from com- commander to admiral, captain to commander to admiral. Right, in the course of and like jumping months. like,
1: I'm not exactly sure how a normal hierarchy goes, but I th- I'm guessing that there's like two or three different ranks between commander and admiral.
0: Right, there's different levels at each. Yeah. You know, you you have, you know, even for like sergeants, you have regular sergeant, your gunnery sergeant, right, in stuff like that, and so they're it, putting that aside <laughs> i get it because you needed a character arc right. as a villain you know move things along
1: right there's there's those aspects to it that we so understand. you aren't
0: reintroducing <laughs> a new commander a new admiral like right. you have the same dude who's just climbing up the ladder even though he's done nothing that you are aware of yeah that is useful um you you see the the great general Iro in right. the Fire Nation's eyes when he was an actual general before he disgraced them right. by losing, but they talk about his siege on uh, Bossing Sei, and they talk about you know when uh, Zhao is is laying siege to the Water Tribe. The, the yeah the Northern Water Tribe. He compares it to um, General
1: Iro's siege on Bossing Sei, but he says it'll be more successful. That he won't disgrace, the uh, the Fire Nation, right. with this siege.
0: And there, there's a real aspect to this that plays into uh, modern culture, outside of anime, in how we actually view it. Is it, something Iroh says in that moment is. History doesn't always look fond upon people, mm-hmm. and and that's so accurate because you know history is written by the victors. That's what everyone right. always says, and so. If you look at military, it's no exception, obviously. You, right. know, you view Robert E. Lee, whether or not he was a great general or not... Right. We, we view, to, from a historical standpoint, we view Robert E. Lee
1: as kind of... A negative well, figure. Well, a, a negative figure, kind of a, realistically, kind of a racist. But Robert E. Lee was one of the most patriotic people probably in history. Was, like in in in, re- in real in reality in as a person, not as you know the the uh, commanding general of the uh Confederate Army. He he was probably one of the most patriotic people y- you knew. Like y- there was, you he had, you know, he it was more for him fighting for the Confederates. It was more of kind of a family thing. You know, he, mm-hmm. he grew up in the South. It wasn't as much. Oh, we need to keep slavery. It was the... And for a lot of people, it might have been this way. I don't really know. It was 1860s. It's 2019. But it seemed it was more, we don't like the government telling us what we can and can't do in our own homes, in our states. Right, you know? And it was it was a thing where you didn't, you know... And obviously, the, obviously I'm not saying that there were people who didn't fight because... You know, they
0: wanted to keep slavery. Like, yeah, slavery was... not. Was a, it, it was a focal point, but it wasn't yes. the point right. of the Civil War. And my point in that is is history looks upon Robert E. Lee negatively because of who he fought for yeah. and not who he was as a person. Because if you really think about it, he was an excellent general in wartime. Yeah, like, when, I mean, what his, his army as a collective stood for was... Not viewed by really anyone outside of the South as a positive thing, right? Except for I'm pretty sure I think France was someone who was backing the South. I don't remember. Somebody was ghost backing the South. I remember it was Britain, France, or somebody else. But getting back Um, to our back to our original point is is the the history usually deems people heroes and villains when. Truly based, up, based on losers and winners, and yeah. And so, when you think about what happens with the Fire Nation, Zuko is you know because
1: well, I mean, think of if you know Avatar as, in that same sense, let's say Iroh wins at bossing say he takes bossing say for the Fire Nation. Right. Realistically, depending on if his son still died, mm-hmm. Iroh is the next Fire Lord. Ira was the current would be the current Fire Lord instead of Ozai. Mm-hmm. Because he's the older sibling. He's the oldest son.
0: He just and didn't he, have well, an
1: heir. Well he ga- yeah, he gave up he gave up his seat as Fire Lord because he didn't have a Z- true heir. he could have named like Zuko heir or something like that, you know. But
0: what's the point? Like But he knew if, if he took the and this happened A lot, and when I say a lot, I mean a fucking lot, Mm -hmm. in Middle Earth. Middle Earth, my Jesus. The Middle Ages and Victorian and very, you know, knights. So if his his Iroh's thought process is is logical and accurate, Mm -hmm. he knew if he became Fire Lord and didn't have an apparent heir, there would be a schism within the Fire Nation, Mm -hmm. and he needed to keep everyone united and so he stepped aside and he let Iroh Iroh let Ozai take the take Sozin's place when Sozin died or
1: was poisoned I don't remember exactly there's someone
0: there was someone after Sozin it went Sozin somebody and then no because Sozin was great-grandfather he started the war 100 years before that time oh that's right uh
1: I don't know if they... I d- they do. I don't remember what his name was. Anyway. You, I can I can look it up while we're talking. This is something that... Is going to bother you. It's going to bother me, yeah.
0: But you look at how the Water Tribe works is very... Um, how do I say this and not look to offend? Ah, you don't fuck it. I'll do it anyway. Uh, he, very traditional style where all able-bodied men got on the boat, went to war. Right. It was women and children stayed, men get in the boats and we're going to go fight. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go protect our land. Azulon. Azulon. Yeah, because, I remember Because that. Azula yeah. was named after it. Yep, I remember now. Which is kind of a weird thing
1: if it was very accurate to Middle Ages. This is going to sound weird. and It is something that uh, the history of like, Game of Thrones talked about. Mm-hmm. Was that Zuko and Azula would have been married to each other. To what? keep to keep bloodlines pure. That's, That's in, disgusting. In the in the Middle Ages, it was it was very common practice that that having siblings si, uh, siblings cousins, depending right. on uh, births and stuff like that, uh, like brother and sister would be married to keep bloodlines pure, so that royal families didn't have to intermingle Fair. with other royal families. That brings up a lot of questions. It does, but Gross. it's it's obviously something that. Was kind of struck down by the church and very... Logical people? Logi- yeah,
0: logical people. Not saying all people in churches are logical, no, but... No,
1: but like... Well, more more struck down by more very religious people.
0: Yeah, because they're like, that's disgusting that you're yeah. fucking your sister. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Incest. Yeah. Which is, I'm pretty sure, in one of the big no-nos in the category of sins. Yeah. Pretty sure it's up there.
1: Yeah. It's in
0: Leviticus somewhere. Because that's where all those sins are. Yeah. Bestialities in there I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. anyway not for the win never for the win <laughs> never never once never for the win unless you play D&D and you want to play uh, e- Dragonborn which is <laughs> irrelevant anyway um the actually Dragonborn not technically if you're talking about half dragons it's a completely different subway anyway I will get into D&D lore sometime and it will be yeah, we'll we'll do that eventually maybe I don't know <laughs> here's the thing with that military service piece is you see different styles of military. Mm-hmm. You have the nomads of of the the air temples who mm-hmm. are pacifists, they don't fight
1: mm-hmm. or um, they or they fight only to defend themselves
0: yes, only when you know under siege will they put up a defense right um and then you look at the earth kingdom more traditional style of like you don't really see a whole lot of the earth army no you see kind of different battalions the different yeah squads, they're, they're very guard never, based like yeah
1: um you see them a the lot the most of patrols. the most you see is um the daily right and, and that's like the secret police. and the um the wall guard. right missoula is trying to uh burrow through the wall
0: right um But, like I said, the the water tribe, you have the very um, literal tribal style Mm -hmm. where, you know, able-bodied men got in the boats and go. And then you have the Fire Nation who have, you know, strict training and and very, you know, line-based, everyone-looks-uniform style of of battle. Right. Um, That's why they all wear the full face mask Mm -hmm. um, so you can't tell two of them apart. Yeah and i think it it's effective because it shows you each level of of military style Mm -hmm. and then it also shows you the with power is not always a great thing because Mm -hmm. you look at sozin and then azulon took that over and then ozai they're all very death-based they're Mm -hmm. you know we are going to assert our will and dominance over people because we can.
1: Well, Sozin used a wh- comment. Well, what came to be known as Sozin's Comet to wipe out the air nomads and start the war. Right. Um, Azulon carried it on, and then, you know, spoilers Ozai planned to use Sozin's Comet to end the war. Yes. And establish himself as Phoenix King. But Right. We'll save that for a later date.
0: That's book three, um, and it is it's well played. Um, you see the the honor mm-hmm. in whether or not you you know this goes back to a little bit of that Robert E Lee conversation was they were fighting for what they felt was right. Right. The Fire Nation, there was such an honor for them to fight for the Fire, you know, Lord that they were willing to like kill themselves for it. I mean, you look at when Iro and Zhao have tea together. They, they raise a glass for the Fire Nation. Uh, yeah. And Zuko wants his honor back. You mm-hmm. know, in the eyes of, you know, even the other military view him as a traitor. Right. But he desperately wants that that honor piece.
1: Yeah. And that's something that we we talked about last week, was that. It was something that we, uh, a lot of people didn't know the true story of. Right, and a lot of them, their views of Zuko as a traitor, as you know, a coward, as a coward, were misinformation based, mm-hmm. because you know nobody really outside of the crowd during the Agni Kai knew exactly what happened.
0: Right, but you look at, you know. The water yep. tribe were very, you know, sp- till the last man standing kind yeah. of, you know, military style, and you gotta respect that. And Earth Kingdom seemed more tactful, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you even get a glimpse into the general's war room right. that sparks the whole Zuko thing. Yeah, that the the
1: fire, the fire Lord above everybody else, a wall mm-hmm. of fire between him and, uh, him and his generals.
0: Right. Um, but. That's that's a cool piece to it, and then you have do have the, how I kind of demon is like the United Nations in this whole thing is the White Lotus, yeah, um, mm-hmm. who are a band of, of ragtag people that will come into play a lot more as Book Two comes along, and yeah. then Book Three gets into it very heavily,
1: and who have a, ve- a cast of very very <laughs> powerful people, very powerful people, whether bend whether they be benders
0: or non benders, right. Same rules apply. Yeah. Um. But that's that's a cool piece in there. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to another. Um, another anime that has got a lot of great military pieces in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think it's probably the best anime for uh, a military perspective. Is yep. Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. Um, um, the the great piece of it, you look at Armstrong and Mustang. You know, mm-hmm. two of probably the coolest anime characters. It, they're they're up yeah. there with just being general badass. Well, even
1: even Hawkeye is a badass. Like True, she is. You know, at, just just about everyone that spell everyone in that show is a badass. Like maybe except Gluttony cuz he's just annoying. Um and he was kind of a badass like
0: and you look at it the military plays such a factor in that because they are really the main people who are allowed to use alchemy right and fight and be useful right but it also plays into a very important piece that there isn't much of in in avatar because you have the dueling nations right is that corruption piece yes and you have the the villains within the military the villains at the head of the military right and, who are and this, out for specific things right um I don't know. I I love it, and yeah, you know it even helps plotline mm-hmm. in Full Metal because you do have Ed eventually joins. Well, attempts to join. Am I? Lo- you're looking at me like I said something wrong. Yeah. Okay. You're looking at me like I said something wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Attempts to join what? The fuck was that? Um. He attempts to like work he works with the military like hand in hand.
1: Yeah, he joins the military. Yes,
0: that's what I literally was saying that he joins. You well, looked at th- me like that- I was speaking well, Spanish. I,
1: it's it, it it seemed it seemed weird because obviously he's por- p- part of the military. He's a state alchemist. Right. You can only be a state alchemist as part of the military that just just the way you worded it was weird to me. Like in my brain it didn't like register that you were saying
0: the right thing, even though I knew you were saying the right thing. Like, yes. So his role within the military expands as the plot continues. Yes. yes. And so that's he, what I was doing. He doesn't, meaning. he doesn't move in
1: up in rank,
0: but he moves up in the amount of like interaction.
1: Yeah. Interaction. Cause you know, he goes from being a guy oh, out oh, in the oh, field, is he being a guy out <laughs> in the field, you know, kind of doing the dirty work for, for Mustang and, uh, in that to, you know, going on, I guess you could say adventures with uh, Major Armstrong. And you could say missions. Missions. Sort of. Missions with Major Armstrong. And then, you know, he gets sent to Briggs. You know, one of the if not the most important places in whatever that continent yeah, called. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm following you. I'm tracking uh, <laughs>
1: And he meets General Armstrong. Right. And then, you know, obviously he already knows the Fuhrer from both his exam and, you know, certain points uh, within. But I do like how they move the plot along by not revealing that uh, Fuhrer Bradley is a homunculus. mm mm-hmm.
0: Right away. That's a big reveal, though, when it does happen. Yeah, and well, and And then and and then
1: not and then not necessarily revealing that he's an evil homunculus until later.
0: Yeah, like late later.
1: Yeah. You know, and you know, I think knowing that, you know, revealing that he's a homunculus is huge, and then you know, and then the you know that he's part of this evil conspiracy. Yeah. You know. Well, and then even you know the reveal of his, of Saleem being a homunculus essentially being the vessel for the original homunculus right you know so that, that one was he, a so little bit less travel.
0: surprising though
1: it was for me i don't know because I... well because i watched brotherhood i didn't watch the original
0: i watched the original first and then watched brotherhood
1: i i didn't watch the original so i so it was a surprise for me. I had never seen Full Metal Alchemist before. Right when I when I first watched it,
0: obviously. <laughs> what you saw something for the first time, having no idea what it was about, <laughs> right? But you know, I just
1: just the the way that they they reveal things, the way that they they're able to move the plot along in a way that's not boring, in a way that they're not doing the same things over and over and over again. And it doesn't feel forced. And I think. And the-, well, the gradual way that Ed and Al realize the corruption within the system. That they realize, all right, this is starting to go up higher than we thought. Like, you know, because the, th- they realize that there's corruption somewhere. Right. You know, and then as they continue in, to investigate, it gets higher and higher and higher and higher
0: and until it reaches the very top. And that's one of those things that you really think about and you don't want to think about that happens now mm-hmm. in the real world that happens all the time yeah is you know you think about you know great movies you know who ordered the code red yeah it dude yeah. like it goes to the top like yeah and it's it's really cool to watch and, and see that that kind of gets revealed um I don't remember what I was going to say after this. Yeah, I got distracted by the sound of running water. <laughs> <laughs> oh I wish we weren't idiots. Um, <laughs> Me too. Some more conventional military in anime. Uh, uh, you look at Roroni Kenshin. Yeah. And that... Well, that's very... That's more historical-based instead
1: of... It is. it Instead of uh, fantasy, I guess you could say. You right. You know
0: what I mean? Because there's no magic. There's nothing, like
1: is very steel against steel Mm -hmm. you know uh kenshin takes place during that time period where there's a transition from the feudal system in japan with you know the feudal lords the samurai the the ninja you know whatever what have you to where um it's the empire based that were um that we saw all the way up until the end of World War Two, maybe a little bit after.
0: Right. And and that kind of plays into a conversation we were having in our kind of pre-show mm-hmm. bowl fest. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, it, as we were talking about, the fact that it does reflect into anime because of the fact of the limited amount of military within Japan Right. since World War Two, Right. And I, I think... And we,
1: we talked about how, you know, the lack of military presence. You just said
0: this, didn't you? you yeah, just... that was the literal sentence I said before that. Oh, sorry. Um, I got distracted by your dog. Frankie is a beast. Um, anyway. <laughs> but you look at Roroni Kenshin and, and you do see that transition from the feudalism to the empirical side and with it, you you see the corruption piece is still there. Yeah, and you see it, and you see the people who refuse to give up on the feudalism piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why katanas are banned; <laughs> swords are banned to have unless you're part of the military, right? And the military's the only people who's allowed to carry swords. Or your pension. Yeah, you the introduction <laughs> like of, introduction. Did I seriously just say that? I am just gonna. <laughs> <find> <laughs> we're just going gonna, a gonna, nice we're gonna move on and punch myself in the face with it. Um. You I'm see the introduction of gunpowder? You know, you have guns, cannons, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is a good piece, but you see the people who now are thinking this federal body of military should take over everything versus the people who are still stuck in the, the feudal side where they have their honor, they are serving their master, serving right. their master's will to the very end, and they're going to reestablish the feudal Japan side. Mm-hmm as the, you know, king or dynasty or whatever the you hell know, they like wanted to
1: call it. The, just the hierarchy would kind of be compared to, like, in Italy and probably in, in America would be considered as a mafia kind of, you know, hierarchy. There's one guy at the top, and then as you go down, you, yeah, know, you get lesser. there's on, tiers. There's tiers, you know. You have the uh, the right-hand men, the, you know, the lower-class guys that are sent out to deal with the bullshit essentially.
0: And, and you see that within the show cuz right. you have bandits, you have thieves and you know, who sent you to come try to kill Batosai the manslayer? Right. Well, obviously there has to be someone pulling the strings. Right. Well, this this guy sent me, but he works for this guy who works for this guy who's an right. underling for this guy. Right. Who uh, who was hired by the main guy. Yeah. And then it, you just, you know, it's you know, trickling back. It's all it's all kind of convoluted and just
1: kind of messy, honestly.
0: Yeah, everything is. Um, <laughs> but but I think it plays well because you I, see uh, Kenshin be asked to join the military and refusing, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it helps play with the the messy part it helps play with the trans, that that transition period. Right. Of of styles of government. is that's kind of how things can be. It can be messy. It can be.
0: I don't, I don't know another word for it. I just, <laughs> just watching you struggle was probably the best part of that. Just mouth agape, just staring at me like, I know you know a word, and you're just looking at me like I'm the idiot. Um, but it, it comes out in Boto- for Botosai uh, or mm-hmm. Kenshin in the fact that people who are from the feudal era see him as a traitor to the feudal era. Right. People from the the military see him as a... Traitor to the a, empire. A feudalist sympathizer because mm-hmm. he refuses to join and give up his swords and right. all that stuff. But he... It also
1: doesn't help that he's a, a huge dork. Like... Yes. He just, he just... I don't know how else to put
0: it other than dork. Like... Yeah, he's a dorky dude. <laughs> just... Um, but I think the fun part about him, and it plays well with his character, is simply the fact that he is, you know, rose-colored glasses, he wants what's best for the world, he wants the world to be a better place, and all this other jargon that, right. you know, makes you feel good inside, but, you know, not exactly always realistic. And you think, and then you're like, well, and, and he if ref- you've seen Samurai X, which is the precursor to the show Tension,
1: Right. Well, and, and he and he talks about how he refuses to kill, which is why he has a um, reverse blade reverse sword. blade sword. Because he feels if he kills, he'll go back to being Batosai. Right. And he'll never come back this time.
0: Which is a piece of the show that does come up. Yeah. Um, he has the same kind of internal struggle that Aang will eventually have, yeah. being an air nomad, being told that he needs to kill the firewall. Right, and uh, searching for a
1: way to beat him without killing him. and
0: Right, and, and that arc will come, and it will be a glorious arc, and we look you know, forward to talking and, and
1: about it. And it's, it's actually something that kind of frustrated me early on with Kenshin, just because I had gotten so used to shows like Full Metals, like Avatar, like... Because uh, you
0: were tardy to the party when it comes to watching yeah. Kenshin. Because uh, like, I like, watched like, it when it first came out when he yeah. was on Toonami. Yeah. On Cartoon Network, for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, because like, you're uh, Netflix babies, like Fairy Tale, like Dragon Ball Z, where, you know, you kill, you you beat the
1: big bad by killing him, you know, and just kind of, you know, sitting there, you know, yeah, you you know, you got you got to kill him, you know.
0: Why didn't you kill him? Right. You even what look... are you doing?
1: Just crushing his hands, like.
0: Yeah, you have. <laughs> You have you know shows like Inuyasha, uh, Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. all these great animes, and you're like, okay, Kenshin doesn't kill people, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting, but it's it just having seen it after seeing how established death is in anime as a plot point, as a plot point, as a final death ending, ne- yeah. as a final ending to to a villain. It's kind of it was kind of frustrating at first
0: and that's fair and so it, it's frustrating but it's also really cool to see in um really thinking about the military side of it is him being you know a samurai during the feudal era his job was to kill any right. dissenters any people who challenged his his master's throne he was or, he was
1: essentially an assassin
0: not necessarily an assassin more like a, a very dangerous bodyguard yeah like a, a bodyguard that would not hesitate to kill and then he would do raids on other, you know, houses of whatever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I you were going to make <laughs> another point, and you just looked at me like <laughs> I'm an g- idiot.
1: I was going to say... So an assassin. <laughs>
0: well, he wasn't paid to do it, so I mean... Whatever. He was a freelance assassin. Well, not freelance, he worked for somebody. He yeah. was a mobster hit guy. A hit man. Yeah an assassin. I'm going to say Hitman. <laughs> Closer to Hitman. It wasn't... Hitman, He's the muscle. Hitman bodyguard. You know how it is. I know what it is. I know. Um, <laughs> just, just working you towards just calling him an assassin. <laughs> he wasn't an assassin because he wasn't ex- executing specific people. He was just beating up people and killing people who were non-believing. It was a crusade. Specific It was a crusade. It was a crusade. He was a crusader. He was killing specific people for a person. Yes, but it was a group. It wasn't an individual person. He wasn't sneaking up behind insert person who's been assassinated named here and attacking them. It was, I'm going to take down this entire house if I have to kill the best person. I will, and I will. All right, fair enough. Thank you. Anywho, so we talked about how the feudal into the empirical... Mm -hmm. and then we look at more modern era and we think about that whole military in Japan non-existing piece as the anime world has grown you look at more modern anime you look at things like One Punch Man, My Hero Fairy Tale Fairy Tale maybe not as much Um, I'd say like it's going to sound weird sword art a little bit rationalize it to me there's no mil- there, in my brain. Well, there's that's, no military piece to it, it unless it is, you're referring is, to I'm, the I'm, guilds. I'm referring in to kind Aincrad. of the, the, the guild systems
1: within the games within Einkrad, With, within Eincrad, within uh, Alfheim. Alfheim. even within Gungale. A little bit more, more as squads within Gungale. Um, Get the squad together. <laughs> essentially, like the, well, it was essentially Gungale's guild system. Right. Anyway. You know, just that military system was sort of like fairy tales, but not at the same time. Yeah. Just because it was more like, honestly, Avatar The Last Airbender, where when they were trapped in Aincrad, it was all these guilds, except for maybe a couple, the murder guilds and murder guilds, trying, you know, fighting against one thing, you know, trying to clear the game, trying to beat... Uh, Akihiko
0: Kaiaba. I would actually change that to... Sword Art and Log Horizon. I know you haven't... Have you seen all of the Log Horizon yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so I think... I've seen enough to kind of... get What you're talking about. I see those two as more... Paralleled than the other connections I I think you're trying to make. Because not only... You had... You have guilds that do specific things and do their own thing. Like... I... The... The connection to Avatar, I think, makes sense in the tribal nature of it, but you got to think about the fact that there are merchant guilds, right. there are hunters guilds, there are right. murder guilds, there are adventuring guilds. You know, there were guilds for specific things. There were, you know, harvesting, you know, guilds. There were smith guilds. There were, you know, right, different types of things. And in Log Horizon, that's how it worked because you have, you know, uh, God, I'm trying to remember. Some of the merchant guilds in there, but... Anyway. And they all band together and eventually work together. And you know the story. Yeah. We all know the story. Not really. If you haven't seen Log Horizon, high recommendation. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Their next season's coming out in November. I'm very excited. Cool. But they've also released like 17 release dates before this, so I'm not okay. holding my breath. It's
1: kind of like the next Game of Thrones book.
0: <laughs> one cares about Game of Thrones? I've never i watched like the first five episodes of the first season and i was like well my hbo plus on hulu ran out so <laughs> cool it was like a free weekend so yeah. i'm like i'll see what all the fuss is about and then i'm like this is hard to watch because there was a lot of sex in that first five episodes <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. a lot yeah yeah there is of unnecessary sex in those first few episodes
1: that's something we can talk about later on with fan service.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um. But making the guild argument, then well, we can, can for later. we can look at how Fairy Tale operates, mm-hmm. where it's a war between guilds, which is this tribal nature. I yes, think that parallels pretty well to how Avatar works on a grander scale, where yeah. there's not just four nations, there are thousands of guilds. Yeah. There are like the eight main ones, and then there's it's
1: it's it's, it's one big nation. There's the eight, you know, the you know, bigger ones: fairy tale,
0: blue pegasus, blue pegasus, other ones. <laughs> other I am mad at myself for not yeah, remembering I've, any. Uh, Lamia scale,
1: Lamia scale, uh, Quattro Cerberus, Quattro Puppy, thank Quatro you very puppy, much, Quattro Puppy, yeah,
0: <laughs> um, Saber Tooth, yeah. But then you have the the evil guilds, you know. Yeah the um, the says, the.
1: Um... Well, even in, in this last season, you're getting into, um, I'm sorry. More of a different country, against country. Right. Which is which is kind of an interesting, but they're doing it. Guild versus guild. Are you are are you talking of,
0: season nine? Yes. Okay. I haven't yeah, seen that far. So. Yeah.
1: It's, the, the w- it's, it's kind of interesting how they're doing it. They're doing more of a traditional war, like country versus country, but mm. they're fighting it guild versus guild instead okay. of you know nation army versus nation army.
0: So you bring your best guild, we'll bring our best guild, a, and let's get yeah, it? Yeah,
1: essentially. Whoever wins, you know, winner take all. You know, we win, you go away, you win, whatever you want to do. Fair enough. That's actually a pretty cool idea. Yeah.
0: I guess... It's it's
1: something that they never had really
0: done before. I'm still in the uh, Zaref saga, the Book of Zaref, the Tartaros chapters in Season 7. Oh, okay. That's where I'm at now. Um, And even with that, it's... in. this is not the first time Makarov says it, nor will it Mm -hmm. be the last probably, is... They wanted a he war with it, Fairy Tail. They're getting a war with Fairy Tail. He, he gets it. He says
1: that at least once in once a season. He says it three times a season at this point. Well, like he he doesn't say it at all the first season because nobody's at a war with them. No, man. the first season is more world building and kind of like different missions and, and stuff. Fairy
0: Tail getting its name up. Getting it yeah, to
1: and second season he says it, and then after that every season he says yeah. it at least once.
0: Yeah, because you know. There's a raid on Fairy tale every season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody attacks Fairy Tail. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but then, even in Fairy Tail, you do have the same thing. You have an avatar with the White Lotus, you have the Magic Council. Right. Who are corrupt as shit.
1: Yeah. But it's also interesting. You said you're at Tartarus, right? Correct. You have seen. What's his name do what to the Magic Council? Uh, they're destroyed. Yes. And okay, he, good. Yeah. I, I just didn't... wanted to make sure I wasn't spoiling that for you. I'm pretty
0: deep in there. Okay.
1: You know, you have seen whatever the hell his name was blow up. I think his name was Jackal.
0: Yeah, Jackal goes in Jackal and blows
1: up the Magic Council building. He and then. Kills almost all the counselors.
0: And they went to go eliminate all the previous council members mm-hmm. so they can find out where Face was. And yes. I mm-hmm. already finished that saga.
1: Have you gotten to where they find
0: face? Yes, and destroyed it. Where Wendy gets the yep. Wendy and Carla yep. Damn, you're far. I binged a lot when I was. Yeah,
1: there. you did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's like. Close I'm getting to, close That's to close, the close end.
0: to like forty episodes. I'm close to the end, bro. I've been putting work in. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I watch like fifteen episodes a day. Yeah,
1: well, you have time now.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm boring. I can catch up on anime. Anyway, um, and then the mm-hmm. fi- the final piece is a similar style to that very end piece you just talked about with Fairy Tale, the the best guild versus best guild mm-hmm. continents and we take it to a world piece in One Punch Man and My Hero right because you have your heroes is basically your army mm-hmm. or your and there are different classes of hero mm-hmm. in My Hero it's kind of best one than sidekick yeah well it's
1: it's like a it's almost like a like like a college football ranking almost like number one hero number two hero number
0: five hero whatever right and have you seen one punch man i've seen the first season okay so within one punch man there are the class systems within rank Mm -hmm. systems right within the classes and which also their threat level system in that show is absolutely appallingly annoying. Yeah, it's... Everything is threat-level demon. Everything.
1: Yeah. Which means demon must be, like,
0: the lowest tier. Tiger is the lowest tier. Not if demon is everything. Well, they go from tiger, (laughs) upgrade it to demon, then it's god, I'm pretty sure. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: It's threat to city, threat to country, threat to world. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how that... Shook out. Thunder starting. Son of a bitch. It uh, just, just kind of for. It's been raining for like ten days straight. Yeah,
1: it's rained at least once, out for at least five minutes every day.
0: It hasn't rained yet on this. It rained overnight last night. I yeah. It's gonna rain overnight tonight and yeah. all day tomorrow. By the way, just so you know. For fuck's sake. Um, and also, uh, we're in Nebraska. We don't have a wet and dry season. This no, is supposed to be summertime. This is supposed to... This well, is ev- this is springtime. This, this is everybody's dry season. <laughs> this is springtime until, like, what, June 20th or something like that? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's been raining a lot, and it's really irritating, especially when you move. Like, yeah. Like I did over the weekend and was having to wait out a storm, so I didn't... Yeah, often, was... often on rain. Yeah, that we eventually just said fuck it on. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, which, Caleb and I'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, but that final piece is you have the heroes versus the grand villains. As in, like that's the that's well, the invading army. That's the the bad guys in the military sense. Is you well, have also hero also versus villain. It's also the
1: internal struggle for some people. Um, it's something that, depending on if you've watched any more of My Hero Academia, I have not. I've been fairy tale binging. Watch more of My Hero Academia so we can talk about it. But it's more of for for some people, it's the internal struggle of good versus evil. Am I, you know, am I a hero? Am I a villain? Right. You know, even even for like like a character like Bakugo, who constantly is saying, "I'm going to kill you." To Deku, to Deku, and everybody when he's fighting them like you're a hero. You're not supposed to be killing anybody. Debatable. Like, I I could I could see you know if they do like a second series, you know, after they're graduated from UA and stuff like that, and they're full fledged heroes. Right. That Bakugo is more of an anti-hero.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? That he's yeah. Not, he's like, like a Deadpool.
1: That somehow he doesn't get his hero license, so he, he like he's freelance and he doesn't necessarily. Yeah. He's like the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because of his power set and what he can do. Right.
0: He's it's, got it's, too much power well, to be held back by the man. Right. It's
1: it, Well, his power is more suited to a freelance guy that's going to kill people mm-hmm. instead of somebody who's going to hold back on everybody.
0: And But what I could see was an excellent character arc for him would be he takes a contract to kill somebody, realizes that person was a good person, realizes he's a bad person, right. and then goes on like either a supervillain or superhero arc. Right. Maybe the, both. Of which one he's going to end up being. And that would be a dope thing to see. Mm hmm I just wrote the entire next series for my hero, and I will take my check, please. To Funimation. Or whoever does that. Yeah, I don't know. They don't pay me enough to know that? Yeah, I... I don't know if we get paid at all. Shit. (laughs) I'll take... (laughs) I'm I'm gonna take one more. Okay. Anime. Overlord. Overlord's fascinating because it combines the tribal nature... The guild nature mm-hmm. and the supervillain nature. Well, and the medieval nature of Right. Of ev- everything. Of like, it all. So so <laughs> you have obviously the grand poobah of absolute death. Ian Zulgon. Right. Lord Momonga. Yeah. Who is just an absolute tank. And you're not I sure, guess Albedo, I, and I'm not really sure like, what he falls I, on, like in the in the grand hero versus villain scheme. But he's kind of chaotic neutral, I guess, if we're putting it in D and D terms. He's more chaotic. I don't really. Yeah, chaotic neutral is a good way to put he's, that. He's, um,
1: you know, he's very, you know, if it serves
0: me, I'll be evil. If it serves me, I'll be good. Right. You know, it's all about personal benefit. But you have the the tribal nature when it comes to the lizard people. That's right. in season two. Uh, you have the warring between the different like territories. Right. In the actual world, that's season one and season two with the humans. You know, whatever season three is, I haven't watched any of it. I haven't gotten that far either because, again, I've been binging fairytale hard. I, <laughs> we have so much shit to watch. <laughs> there's too many animes. Everyone needs to stop making animes so I can catch up. All right. I, I'll, I, I'll kind of help help you uh, do stuff.
1: Finish out Tartaros. Okay. Season 2 of My Hero Academia. Okay. Fairy Tale Zero. Okay. Maybe Fairy Tale Zero after Tartaros, just because it works a little bit better. Uh, okay. And then
0: My Hero Academia Season 3. Okay. Whatever you want after that. That's a lot of time I'm going to be spending sitting on my couch. It's going to be some good time. We've got sportscasters right across the street. De Leon's.
1: Casey's. Yeah, I'll be good. Bathroom's just over there. <laughs>
0: just around the corner. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting, and, and I look forward to, to getting caught up more in, in this this military aspect. Mm-hmm. is a really interesting conversation, and it gives us a, a nice break from Avatar, even though we did talk about Avatar pretty much. Yeah for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, But it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, Why is that starting? That's annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. Hold on. There we go. Cool. Um, We can edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not. We'll just leave it. (laughs) Well, because... Fuck it. That's a good way to wrap this bad boy up. Again, thank you to anyone who served and for... You know, the people who don't understand what Memorial Day is about is about the people who were lost. It is not just a reason for you to have a day off and go have a cookout. Right. Um, show your appreciation. It's, it's, not, it's
1: not for you to go get drunk with your bros out at the lake. Yeah, it's not. It, you you know, obviously, the people who died gave you the right to do that. Helped give you the right to do that. But, but that's not what the day is about.
0: You know, on your way there, you should pick up some flowers and an American flag and, and go yeah. to... Go to a military grave or right. find someone you know that's, you know, lost somebody in the military because everyone has. Right. Somebody who is either know was someone it, or that's related to grandpa, somebody grandpa. That, that's, you know, and pay your respects yeah. and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. And with that, Sopranos exit. Mid-sentence. We're out.